Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Power Women in Insurance, the podcast where we talk to powerful women throughout the entire insurance industry. We hear their stories. We hear their challenges and we hear how they overcame them. And today we have Angela Adams with us of Angela Adams Consulting. And she has a phenomenal story in the insurance space, helping people, growing agencies. And she is exactly who we want to be able to talk to. She's a powerful woman in insurance. So Angela, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I'm looking forward to to sharing my story and our company's story. Well, I am really pumped. You came very highly recommended um, from some other people. So uh, tell people about you, tell us who you are and what you do in the insurance space. Thank you. I um, am the owner of Angela Adams Consulting Services. I am based out of Charleston, South Carolina, but we have employees in 15 different states. There are actually 80 of us in Angela Adams Consulting. 90% women employees, 100% women management and uh, um, ownership. So a bit of background about myself. I started in insurance in 1985, quite by accident, as I think many of us did. (laughs) I got a degree in accounting um, from Clemson, by the way, and went to work for an insurance agency in Augusta, Georgia. And as a young person who had had computer classes in college, I was immediately drafted by the agency to select an automation system. And back then we were using a batch system, which meant we only got updated reports and information once a month. And I know that's completely unbelievable. That is people who are used to. Yes. If you're used to getting information almost on demand, We literally got an accounts receivable report once a month, and that was it. Wow. So my first job at the agency was to help select a management system. We went with AMS Series 1, which eventually that company became Vertifor. Um, And I was instrumental in implementing that system. And so I developed a love for insurance agency automation improving efficiency and operations in an agency and really thrived in that environment and was doing the accounting for that agency, but really found my passion was more on the automation and operation side. Several of the producers at that agency and I left and formed a startup agency in Augusta, Georgia, So I became an insurance agency owner in the days where women insurance agency owners were very rare. I can remember attending my first um, independent agents owners meeting in Augusta, Georgia, and I was the only woman in the room. Wow! And it was just a very interesting time to be a woman insurance agency owner, Mm -hmm. especially in the South. I think it was probably we were a little behind where other areas of the country may have been. That's funny. 
That's funny. Well, you know, I always say the best thing about going to an insurance conference is that it's the only time when the women's bathroom line is short, shorter than the men's. I think that's probably true. Yep. I think insurance, insurance is such an amazing field for women. Yeah. I think people who are drawn to the insurance environment have a very high desire to help people. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's why women thrive in this environment because naturally we're very nurturing and helpful and this industry gives us a way to do that like very few do. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. So how did you get into the, um, the, uh, the process of building? I mean, I know you have the, the Angela Adams consulting, but how have you built it? Because like it's it's because it is such a male dominated industry in so many different ways. How was that for you when you approached the consulting end of your business to grow it? So I actually went to work for Vertifor in 1998 doing system implementations for agencies who are on systems that were not Y2K compliant. Right. So I was a contractor to Vertifor. I went to a different agency every single week moving them to AFW at the time, which then became AMS 360. And during that year and a half that I did that, I got to know so many insurance agency owners and help them that when I decided I was going to get married and settle back down in Atlanta, I stayed in touch with a lot of these agency owners. And when they hired new employees or there were updates to the system. They wanted me to come back and train and work with their staffs. So when I had my son in 2001, I decided I was going to be a stay-at-home mom and just do a little consulting on the side. And that lasted about three months. And then <laughs> it was a scenario where my husband and I were literally passing our son off at the airport. Wow. Um, and there was just a lot of demand for what I was doing. And I had a couple agencies at the time tell me, Angel, we don't want you to teach us how to do the accounting on our management system. We want you just to do it for us. So oh, wow. we saw that as a great opportunity. My husband became a stay-at-home dad. And we launched the accounting services of Angela Adams Consulting. Um, this was in 2001. So we're coming up on our 20 year anniversary of offering remote accounting services for agencies. Nice. Nice. That is phenomenal. So that's kind of how you got into growing that, that consulting piece of your, of your, of your career is because you had so many great connections already. You just kind of blossomed into it. And a big part of that was the users groups for Vertifor. Um, it's now called NetView. At the time, it was AMS Users Group. I taught classes at a lot of the local chapter meetings and got to meet a lot of people whose agencies needed our help. Yeah. So we started growing. We started hiring more consultants and accounting people. We now have 80 employees. Nice. And added CSR services along the way because that's what agencies needed. They would do a conversion to 
demand a new management system and they need help getting all the data in if it didn't convert or they would have an account manager go out on maternity leave and we would fill in the gap so we added csr services to help our customers who needed that all the things we do now are as a result of agencies saying hey this is really what we need help with and are looking for a way to say yes nice Nice. I love that you've been very responsive to what agencies needed. And that's how you've grown your business. It's something we love. We love helping agencies. We love seeing them grow. And we've always had a philosophy that if we can do the accounting or the operations management for an agency, then the agency owners can focus on what they do really well, which generally is selling insurance and growing their agency. And by taking the things off of them that they're not good at doing, they do better as an agency. And, and that's how we've grown is by helping our agencies achieve their goals. That is awesome. So what do you see some of the biggest challenges for an agency owner are typically? I mean, where do you find that most agency owners struggle? I think a lot of agency owners, because they've come from the sales background, don't really understand the service side. So you see one or two scenarios develop. Either an agency owner completely ignores the service side of their business, and, and thus they're selling as fast as they can, but they're losing business out the back door because it's not being well-serviced. Yep. Or you run into these scenarios where even if the agency owner doesn't understand the service side, they've put so much faith in their service staff that you almost end up with a tail wagging the dog scenario, mm. which usually means producers end up doing too much servicing work themselves. The service people are kind of dictating the procedures and ways things should get done. Yeah. And I think in either of those scenarios, we can come in and help an agency find the right balance for them. There's never a one size fits all solution, right? We have agencies that have very specific niches where we do need the producers more involved in the service side. We've got agencies where the culture dictates certain things are done by different people in the agency. So there's no uh -huh. one right answer, but we can get involved and help an agency find the right balance. We will also act as a virtual operations manager, actually managing the service staff. If the agency owner just does not want to be involved with that, but wants to make sure his customers are being well taken care of. Nice. Nice. I love it. So do you find that agency owners have a hard time handing some of that off? Um, or do they, do they kind of just go, here you go, go, go have fun with that. You know, I very much say here, take it. They don't <laughs> want to deal with it. Um, they, they feel that way about the accounting as well. That yeah. Most agency owners are very uncomfortable with yeah. the numbers balance sheet kind of side to things. And if we can handle that for them and they know it's being done well, and every month we'll sit down and have a conversation with the agency owner and kind of explain the financials. So we're educating them as well as to what the numbers mean. 
um, that's very helpful to agency owners that, to get that education, to know it's being done right, number one, and to get the education of what the numbers mean, number two. Yeah, yeah. And that's really important because, like you said, salespeople, agents, agency owners are generally run by people who were great salespeople and wanted to go on out and start their own agency. But that whole the puzzle that is an agency with so many different moving parts is really kind of hard for I think a lot of salespeople to put together in their mind on exactly what the what the right way for them and their culture and all these different pieces are. So I love that you go on in and you educate as you go. You don't just do the work. You also educate the, the agency owner on the processes and how to be a better agency owner. Absolutely. And one of the things we found with agencies that we've educated this way is that when they go to buy an agency or look at merging with somebody, they are so much more astute at looking at numbers mm. than they would have been had they not had that education. If you look at two agency owners who are only sales background and they talk about merging, they almost don't have a good way to have that conversation because we focus on educating our agency owners. If they're looking at getting into a merger or doing an acquisition, they know what those balance sheet numbers mean and can ask the right questions. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I purchased an agency in October and I think the biggest part of that for me was no, was that I didn't know the right questions, you know, and learning, there was such a learning curve in that process and having you there as a consultant would have been so much easier. So I'm sure that that really is, helps people to find the right agency, not just make the agency process of acquisition smoother, but also the process of choosing the right agency that's going to be the right agency to merge directly with your, your team, maybe because maybe they have staff or, you know, making that, that process smoother. We will also work with agencies after a merger to get the cultures in balance because so many times we get involved with situations where it becomes an us versus them yeah. rather than the new we. And we can help be a mediator for some of those disagreements that come up and help the combined agency capitalize on the synergies rather than focus on their differences. Mm. Do you find that you work with male agency owners different from female agency owners? Do you find that they have a different philosophy maybe in how they run their agency? That's such a cool question because I don't necessarily think about them that way. I think of all of our agency owners are different. Right. Um, but I, I'm thinking through the, the the women-owned agencies. And I honestly think we have some incredibly strong partnerships with some of our women-owned agencies. I don't know that it's because they're women-owned. I think um, we also have very strong partnership with male-owned agencies, but I think the relationships between our team and our women-owned agencies are very strong. Nice, nice. Yeah, because I find that women 
kind of approach our teams differently. We, 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 and I'm not using the word differently because I think there's a lot of women that don't do this. And there's a lot of women that do, and there's a lot of men that are very relationship based and a lot of men that aren't right. Same thing, right? Cause sometimes as an agency owner, we just start blowing and going. We're just, we got, we wake up, we have million things in our head. We have a million things on our desk. We have a million things we need to get done. And so many different pieces that we're juggling and we're working with. And we're trying to be also that visionary for being able to push the business forward. Um, I think sometimes I do think though, that women, I think personally, women tend to take things personally differently about their agency than men do. Maybe, maybe not as much, but you know, to me, I want my team to be happy. I really, really want to take a few extra minutes and chat with my team. And I struggle that I can't find that time to do that because I want to develop that, that, that culture of, of love and adoration with my team. And it's very, very important to me. And um, I do run the women of IAOA, which is the Independent Agents Owners Alliance. And that's something that comes up to us a lot is our passion for the people who work for us in that culture that we have inside of our agency. Do you find that women are differently culture driven in their agency or or no? I, I think there are times when, yes, I think, that's true. But more importantly than that, I think women agency owners try harder to create win-win situations. Yeah, right. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Dot com cast certified I agree. um and, and make sure both sides win and i think that that may be a different way of saying what you're saying but i i think that comes into play as well where we tend to try and find the good in both sides of an argument if there is one and find a way that both parties can win. So we come may have come across as building better relationships. I think it's just because men agency owners who, as you say, agency owners are busy. We don't have time for a lot of that. They'll pick a winner or loser and move on. Women agency owners try to find ways to have both sides win. Mm. Do you think that women agency owners hold on to their team members that they should let go longer because I think I think on my end like you talk about that win-win right and I think on my end I try to make my team members win when this might not necessarily be a great environment for them right or may not be exactly where they need to be you find that women agency owners have a harder time with um staffing or with letting people go what they need to go I have seen both examples that I have some women and men agency owners who hold on to staff way too long. Yeah. And then I've got some women agency owners that I've seen cut people that I thought could have been redeemed. Right. 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 Um, 
So I'm not sure you can say that by gender, but I do think it, it also depends on whether that woman agency owner came up on the service side or came up on the sales mm-hmm. side. That's um, what I thought too. I think the women agency owners who came up on the service side may tend to be more sympathetic to the service issues and hard how hard that can be and the burnout that comes with that and may give more chances on the service side mm-hmm. than a woman agency owner came up through sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And it could be too, just a more of a personality thing that, like you said, if somebody, because they're different, different personalities or service versus sales, like the hard, the hard driven salespeople, there's just a different personality, right? We talk all the time about personality tests and, and the Omnia and all these other things, right? What are our strength finders, those types of things. So I almost think it isn't, it isn't necessarily a, a gender question, but more, I think it's more of a personality question of what type of a personality strength finder culture index type profile you have as a human being. I think that's absolutely true. And we're big proponents of particularly Omnia. We use it internally among our team. And I think anytime there's a conflict, among employees who are both extremely valuable to an agency. And a lot of times that comes in the form of a producer account manager relationship. We may have an awesome producer and an awesome account manager, but they don't drive well together. A lot of times Omnia can help identify some of the issues and we can help them work through that. I mean, it's almost like marriage counselor when you're working with a producer and an account manager regardless of the genders and those profile tests can help identify Mm. why we're having some of those issues. I love that. I love that you guys do that because maybe it's just not the right account manager to work with that producer, right? Maybe the producer needs a stronger account manager, or maybe that account manager um, needs to be less strong, right? They may just be two strong personalities, right? So if you can do that person, that personality uh, profile with Omnia, then you can identify that and pair them up and or help them to see why the other person responds in certain ways. Because sometimes I think whenever we know why somebody thinks the way they think, then we can adjust ourselves to that a little bit more and we don't jump to conclusions as easily. Absolutely. And the other thing a lot of times that we'll do in one of those situations, if we do think it's a good fit, and we've done the Omnio profile, we can help set up incentive for the team rather than individually so that they're sharing the same goal of growing their book of business together. And a lot of times we find if we set up that incentive between producers, account managers, and processors, the three legs of that team, that we can get them working together better because they have a common goal. I love that. I love that. Setting that goal for the team to be able to work together so that that way things, they can focus on that and not on the, the little differences on how people achieve those goals. Right. And we can have the account manager not focused on the fact that her producer is, you know, giving her more to do, but she can think of it in terms of if I do this for the team, then that producer can focus on 
selling more and we will all benefit from it. Yeah. You, you can get, we call it a collaborative team and we, we teach classes on it that say the, the strengths and weaknesses of producers, client facing service people and process facing service people are incredibly synergistic if we can all understand what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, and if we're, we're dividing the tasks we need to do as a team based on those strengths, we can be a stronger team. And there should be an incentive for us all to, to do the things we're best at doing so that the whole team achieves more which is generally growing the book of business. So why Omnia? Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I know I'm fairly uh, familiar with uh, with Culture Index. Um, I'm fairly with the Enneagram. I know the Enneagram process. I don't know a whole lot about Omnia specifically. Why do you guys love Omnia? Um, because I had one done on me at a users group meeting years and years and years ago, probably 15 years ago. They had everybody registered for this class do one before we got to the class and then they gave us our results at the class and it nailed me so perfectly love that that i have been a believer in it ever since because i I will tell you i still go back and read my profile nice um because it reminds me of my own tendency to move too fast to, to you know do things a certain way and if i'm not driving with a member of our management team a lot of times the first thing i'll do is go back and reread my profile yeah. um, and we have omnia do profiles when we add somebody to our management team that indicates how we should work together so it's not that i don't like the others it's just Omnia nailed me so well that it's the one I tend to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you make your husband take one? I have not made my husband take one. I don't know that that would be a good idea. (laughs) No, because I've, I've done the culture index. I've done the Enneagram. I've done one other one. I can't remember what it was. And I make my husband take all of them <laughs> because I love sitting around and looking at my profile. He looks at his profile and then we swap. And then we look at each other's profile and we're like, oh yeah, this is so you. And it's, it's really funny because um, uh, on the Enneagram side too, with what they offered is that they also say, if this is your, your score, whatever, and then this is your spouse's score, here's where you're really good. And here's where you're going to struggle. And they even say, if you, you know, if you are, if your relationship is being optimized, then this is where you're really going to be strong. And I love that because we've, I did a, did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, specifically on our marriage. And we were, we were married, we were legally divorced and uh, we were remarried. And I love it because I can totally see how in our first go round with the whole marriage thing that, uh, that we really had some of those non-optimized, like really bad you know, uh, pieces in our relationship, but now I can see how we have these really great ones. And so it's funny though, because when I, when, when he took it, I'm able to look at him sometimes and things that I want to go, um, either ignore or get maybe a little bit, um, how do I put it? I want to go 
address. I'm like, no, that's just who he is. You know, that's fine. That's good. Just let it pass, you know, kind of thing. When he's being super detail oriented about some stuff, I have to honor that because that's his personality, right? It's not just that I'm visionary and it annoys me when he's being so detail oriented. It's just sometimes I go, you know what? He needs that for his, for his, uh, his personality, for him to feel safe in this environment. So I love, I love the whole, like, you know, doing those types of things and sharing them with my spouse. So who knows? But I found it to be super, uh, super beneficial. I loved it. So just like, you know, within, within, within the workspace. So tell me a little bit about how you approach uh, analyzing an agency to help them achieve their goals. I think part of that depends on what their most urgent need is. In other words, if they're struggling because they think they've had an employee embezzle from them or they're struggling because they're losing account managers, our approach is going to be different because we always need to solve that problem first, right? Right. Um, but then while we're working with an agency and getting to know them and building that trusted partner relationship, we generally then will create what we call MAP, which is a management action plan, where we'll talk about the things that need to be done to accomplish their goals. Um, and then it's a living, breathing document that obviously things change, right? Goals change and priorities change. But the map is always what we go back to, to make sure we're continually making progress towards the things that are important to them. And, and a lot of times it, it, it is around improving efficiency and improving their use of automation and um, either growing revenue or, or transitioning to the next generation of agency owner understanding what their goals is built into that prioritizing of the items on the map. Um, but it, it all stems from having a relationship of trust where they can call us and we can have a, a conversation that they may rant about something today and, call, and send me a, a, a email tomorrow saying, forget all that. I was just ranting. I'm okay now. Let's go back to what we thought our priorities were, right? Um, it, it's safe to do both the ranting to us, the dreaming to us, the prioritizing and reprioritizing. But the way it works best is for it to be that kind of partnership where we understand what that agency's owner's goals are. We have agency owners with goals all across the spectrum. Mm. Either they're, they are young and aggressive and growing and they want to be in, you know, add three locations in the next three years to, I want to start transitioning it to my children to, I want to get my accounting numbers in such good shape. I can maximize what I can get when I sell um, there. Every agency has different goals. You know, I always joke, we're called independent agencies for a reason. And it's because no two of us want the same thing or have the same vision for our agency. We have agencies who focus on writing a small number of very large accounts and, and absolutely set service standards that 
other agencies that focus on smaller accounts in large numbers would think are absolutely ridiculous, right? There's no one right mold for an independent agency. Everyone has their own idea of what their vision for their agency is. And it's our job to understand that vision and help them achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think that is one of the hardest things about being an independent agency owner is that there is no roadmap that works for everybody, you know, and they need someone like you or a consulting type company to be able to help them number one, stay on track because if we, cause we could be all over the place, right. And agency owner, we could be kind of crazy and, um, and to be able to make sure that we achieve those goals. Cause otherwise, if we don't, we feel like we're wasting time. We feel like we're exhausted. It leads to burnout, right. By being able to see our progress, make a goal, achieve a goal, see our progress moving forward, even in an environment where we're independent, where we can do whatever we want to do. And I'm doing my little air quote thing right now. Um, it's awesome to be able to have that well-rounded agency that achieves its goals and creates a great culture for the team members as well. It is. And part of our role, if we're to the point of having that trusted advisor relationship, is to help with that accountability, to hold the owner accountable for achieving the goals they set. And that could include giving them the numbers every month if we're doing their accounting or just reminding them, these are the goals you set. We're halfway through the year. Where are we on this? Right. So that accountability portion is is a good way for us to be that trusted partner with agencies. Right. Right. No, I love that. Well, Angela, you know what? I have loved talking to you today. It has been amazing. So much information, so much wealth of knowledge. If people want to reach out to you, how would they do that? They can do that. The best way is through our website, which is AngelaAdamsConsulting.com. There are lots of areas on the website where you can fill out a form and get more information or get in touch with us. We also have live chat on the website. So you can jump on there and have a conversation. I will tell you some of the times if I'm available, I'm the one doing those chats. So, because I love hearing what agency owners are interested in talking about. Mm. Um, We have our home office in Charleston, South Carolina, where our administrative staff is. There's about 10 of us here in Charleston, Um, but we have consultants and accounting people all over the country. The website is really the central location to get in touch with any of us. Fabulous. I love it. Well, you know what? You have been amazing. Thank you so much, Angela, for taking your time today to be able to talk to us out of your busy schedule. And I really, really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Teresa. I've enjoyed it. Well, good. Everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening to another episode here of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Please go ahead and check us out every single Wednesday. We do release a new episode every single Wednesday where we talk to another powerful woman in the insurance space. Make sure you also look us on up. Give us a review. Tell other people what you think about the podcast. We want to hear what you think. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week and have a great one.